When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another big crowd. You haven't been here lately. No, I haven't. It's a lot of big crowds lately. That's good. It's that Yahoo influence. Yep. A lot, a lot of people with those Yahoo email addresses. Uh, you know, I'm doing a TV show for Yahoo now. I don't even know if you know that. I haven't talked to you. In I a know long that. Time. I do know that. Okay. I don't know how it's associated with Netanyahu though. But no, it's a, I mean, I don't think they ever claimed that it should be. Like, like they, 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 that was just a coincidence. We're all tied into Netanyahu, though. I mean, everyone's tied to Netanyahu, yes. Because he's starting World War III, so... It's, it's a serious issue, and, uh, and you should uh, uh, apply for the appropriate email domain uh, to reflect that. Uh, guest, guest comptroller Duncan Trussell, everybody. Hello. Jeff is in Nashville. We don't know why. Jeff's just in Nashville. He's just hanging out. He's Instagramming. He's, he's dicking around. He's, he's, uh, captioning things like, I'm finally home. <laughs> so, so, fuck you. Uh, fine, go home. You really don't know why he's there? No, I never know. I don't ask. You know, you, 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 the thing with Jeff is, you don't want to encourage him. <laughs> I just you don't want to you don't you don't want to ask him things and go to him with needs. He just he abuses it. That's what they said about John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> they they said that you do, you don't want to Don't ask him, him questions. Uh, oh, okay. He likes to dress like a clown, hang out uh, with kids. It's fine. But also don't encourage him. I bet a lot of people encourage John Wayne Gacy. That's the thing. Like, if you encourage Jeff Davis, you're going to have a John Wayne Gacy situation on your hands <laughs> in, like, two weeks tops. All right. So what do we talk about tonight? Let's see here. Bring up my Evernote. <clears throat> One thing I would like to talk about is the Uber ride that I had to work today. I had to, uh, uh, I, I, I had to drive to work and uh, didn't want to drive, took an Uber. And the guy, uh, sometimes uh, is, uh, the, the Uber app, you can see the black car and you can watch. Sometimes the guy, it's foreshadowing. Like, you know you got a bad guy. It's like the black car is like w driving around in circles all around. Yeah. 
like 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 you just going around your house you're just watching it. It's like a, like if you're watching like a six year old play Pac Man, you there's like this car icon going around. Like ah, oh, it's one of these guys. Guy pulls up. Now I'm late for work. I get I, I but I'm the boss. Who cares? But 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 I, I I get in the thing and then you have that conversation. You're like okay, these are more red flags because you're like okay, I'm going to Burbank and he's like Bur Bork. <laughs> Uh, like Burbank, Burbank. It's like B O R M A R T. No, that's that's Bormart. That's that's a fictional planet. Uh, Burbank. Like, like a, you can't have not been here long enough that you couldn't. Do, yeah, like like it's Burbank. And it's fine that you, if you're that new, but why are you driving anyone anywhere for money? That's insane. I'm the I'm not driving, and I've been here for 20 years because I'm afraid I'll get lost. And so I called you, Bormart. <laughs> so he types the thing in, and then he's like, he can't, he can't get out of my neighborhood. He doesn't know where the thing is. It's like, and I was driving around, and I'm uh, go left, and they'll go right. And now you're the thing. He gets on the freeway. He starts going 90 miles per hour to Burbank. And then I'm like, okay, this is, this is how I die, and I'm going to, but, but I'm not going out. I'm not going to be one of these people that dies going, I don't want to die. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out checking my email. So I check, <laughs> I check my email, and then I'm looking at it and getting engrossed in that stuff. And then I feel the car slowing. I feel it. And then I, uh, I look up. And uh, I'm like, how can we? Why are we slowing? I didn't feel us get off anything. Like, like usually there's more of that kind of like event where your unconscious brain knows you're getting off the freeway. Whether you're listening, so I look up and there's this exit at Burbank, and you can either go west or east. And so there's a little fork there, but you're on the freeway. He has stopped his SUV. Uh, not probably not his SUV. Probably a family member's SUV. And he and, and he is like he's going, sir. And I and I looked up and I went, oh Jesus. And he went, yeah, which woo woo. And I went west. I, wherever the thing that you put. He's like, okay, and he starts the car on the freeway and just keeps going like it was his driveway and like this was all normal. Then he pulls over the thing. So in the in the after that, so the block span between that and getting dropped off at Starburns Industries in Burbank, where I went work, went to work today, uh, uh, I I'm thinking to myself, all right, Harmon, this is it. You're giving this guy less than five stars. <laughs> Finally, this is it. Like, like I've never done it before. I've never done it because there's this thing with the Uber culture where you're like, they, they're so. It's just like you feel the people that you would, might give four stars. The whole reason you might give them four stars. I create this backstory for them, and I'm like, well, then, then they're fucked, and like, 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 how is that going to help society? And like, 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 maybe the bad drivers should get more encouragement. And I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be the guy that like knocks a guy off the fucking Cubert, you know, thing. And, and, and there was a thing called Cubert. Look it up. <laughs> So I, I, in the one block, I'm resolved. I'm like, four stars. That's enough for this guy. He's stopped on the freeway. Four stars, I'm yeah. thinking. He pulls up to the uh, curb to let me out. And, uh, I'm, <laughs> okay. So, so, and then I, and I'm like, Thank, as you, at, at an Uber exchange, like, you don't have to change any money. That's the nice thing about Uber. It's like, you're done. You can leap out of the car and run away. <laughs> 
And he pulls up to a stop, and he turns back, and, and he says, like, okay, thank you very much. It's so nice. Thank you very much. And, and, and I, I don't know if that's a fair accent or if that's <laughs> – and I don't know what – it's like, like – so, so, and, I, and I go, thank, thank, thank you, thank you. And I swear to God, this is what I heard. I can't verify that this is what he said. This is exactly what I heard. He said, I make a five stars. <laughs> And I almost started crying <laughs> as I got out. And I fucking, you better, I, I wish I could give him six stars. No! No, you... I make a five stars. He no. sounded like fucking Mario. No. I, may, I make a, the cake for my wife today. I drive you all around. I make a five stars. I couldn't fucking deal with it. It was like the guy in Saving Private Ryan. Betty Grable, Betty Grable. That's how the Holocaust happens, man. <laughs> okay, connect those dots for me. I thought that's how you avoid the Holocaust. No! You have to... Here's the thing. <laughs> All right. That guy, what happens the next time he stops on the interstate? Right. That's, the guy, that's the guy that puts the knife hundred... that's going... Shh, 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 at the end of Saving Private Ryan. Shh, shh. Oh, no, no, no. Shh, 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 shh. I make a five stars. I make a five stars. <laughs> You're right, you're right, you're right. Hundreds of people could die. You're right. Hundreds of people. You're right, I fucked up, I you fucked up again. I fucked up. <laughs> I, we, we need a special Uber drone that follows Uber passengers yes. and checks up on their rating so that you can weight their rating because I'm just going to give you five stars if you fucking pick me up. That's it. Because I can't handle it. I can't handle the pressure. Yeah, I, I, I got off on it. I got off on the idea when it was introduced because I was so sick of the no star taxi system where the only the only rule was that you call a taxi and if they got time for you, they'll try to make the time and and, and if you if you at all don't fit into their system, you can go fuck yourself and, and you, there's no communication and it's a public utility and they have a monopoly. And so when Uber came out, it was like, fuck the police. Yeah. yeah! I don't know how the police are involved, but fuck everybody. <laughs> fuck the taxi police. But and, it seems... and it was like, it was so great because you felt the fear. You could feel the fear. You could taste it. Everybody that picked you up was like, oh shit, I don't know how to Uber, right? <laughs> and, and it was just like fucking everything had turned on its ear. The consumer was in control. The people ruled. <laughs> Capitalism was being presented in its proper form. Yes. There were people competing for your favor. It felt good. <laughs> but it had nothing to do. And then slowly but surely, you know, your girlfriend gets a Uber ride. She's like, that guy was creepy. What do you mean? No, oh, that's you a story. Yeah! No, what did I, you do? I gave him three stars. <laughs> Jesus. It, I, th I think it's it's our it's our hitchhiking. It's like our generation's hitchhiking. Like when you talk to like people from the '60s, they it was a normal thing to like just hitch a ride. It wasn't something that would that now if you if you hear someone as a hitchhiker or is hitchhiked. You look at them in terror because yeah. the idea is like one out of three hitchhikers ends up. In Dude, an alligator's just, yeah, stomach up. in a swamp. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Because, uh, like, 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 it's that thing. Like, 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 what are these? What, what are these social changes that happen? How much are they reflective of actual incidents? Because, uh, like, like, okay, we're all aware. Some of you are so young that you might not even be aware of the transition. But um, this society is obsessed with fucking children. Like, yes. if you mention a child, if you mention, if you say, 
oh, my cousin, uh, I went with my 11-year-old cousin to the thing. Someone in the writer's room, someone around you is going <laughs> to is gonna tee up the fuck that, like, 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 the fact that, like... Yes. It's like the young child, like, the dot connection to... It's called the Nancy Grace effect. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's from Nancy Grace, because it, if you watch, if you've watched Nancy Grace for more than two episodes, and then you drive down the road and see a kid alone... Something will flash through your mind where you're like, "Should I rape and kill that kid?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's, it, 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 it's, thank you for putting into words what I couldn't. I don't know why that was hard to articulate. No, but seriously, on a on a on a, on a more gray level than that. But for, but but I mean, that's the comedic, glib, exaggerated right. thing that the condition that we're. It's like, but that's what we're all. It starts with people telling you that everyone out there wants to fuck your kid, right? And then that turns into a joke, like because it's like it's it's in the zeitgeist. So it's like kid fucking. That's a thing. Hey, everybody, hear about the kid fucking? I, the, the the thing about kid fucking is that it's zero overhead as a as a as a as in, as a news item as a as a rumor as a myth it is zero overhead it costs nothing to create that myth right. and it profits you myth- mythically like mythically. a thousand percent like if you're like, Verizon like, it's I, if you're, zero risk high yield if you're in the business of affecting people or you if you're an advertiser because if, if there's a a famous chi- if a child rapist gets arrested then that creates more viewers to the news and absolutely the everyone wants to phones. know oh my god did you hear there's a guy he fucked a kid to news at 11 oh god well i want to what does he look like or how, how did he do it what is he what, what did he say to do it what, what, what's a, how what did it look like when he did it <laughs> we're fucking horrible people and we, we, we watch the sopranos and we watch casino and we watch the the, 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 the every time somebody eats a bunch of people puts their heads in the fridge of the idea of kid fucking uh we 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 it's it's perfectly fine for us to be uh, fan, uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, voyeuristically uh, 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 fucking stirred up by the shit but, yeah. uh, because my god I mean like of course if you're in a society and you're happy one of the one of the biggest things you're going to think about is what if this all fell apart holy shit like if you build a city in Minecraft like 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 you start to think about oh shit how do I keep this safe from creepers I, there I, 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 I put it I, I put it in terms our audience could understand <laughs> It's a, you, you, as soon as you have something cool going, you know, of course, your next thought is, what, how, what if, what if, what if somebody fucks it up? So you love your kid, you love your kid, like my mom did. He's six years old. You take him to the shopping mall. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. My mom's uh, not a boy, so she's not going to come to the boys' room with me. I don't know. I'm at, I'm at that age. Like I'm going to go to the bathroom by myself at the mall. My mom's going to wait outside at Orange Julius. What's she going to say to me? She's going to say, what she, well, I'll tell you what she did say. Don't talk to anybody. Don't let anybody touch you because there are guys out there that'll try to talk to you and touch you and then they'll cut off your penis with a knife. <laughs> good mom. Good mom. I, I'm like, really? In the strictest sense, good mom. Like, like, like in, the, in, the, in, the, in terms of like keeping your kid from getting his cock cut off. Right. 
like doing her job individually, but then we were part of this honeycomb, and it's like now you're clicking forward on emails. Ah, oh, there's a guy out there. He's, he's waiting in the Toys R Us parking lot, and what he does is he puts a Donald Duck under the tire, and then he puts a key next to him, and you get the key, he sucks, it, he sucks it on your dick, and he cuts it off, and he, and he puts it in the Donald Duck, and then he mails it, and if you don't forward this, it could happen to you. It's, it, it, just, it just becomes this thing of people, and, and, and all the energy behind it, though, as you said before, it's like, uh, it, it's driven by this insane, like, primal fear we have underneath us. You know, like, um, people who are tremendously afraid of heights, uh, like me, um, like, if you, if, when, when they look over a balcony, uh, what they'll tell people, because we've studied these people for ages, um, there, there is an inextricable, Phenomenon involved in the tremendous fear of heights that it makes no sense, but it's like you feel as you're looking over the edge of the balcony like you're gonna jump off, like you wanna jump off, right? Like you know how and you could really easily, and you fantasize about what it would be like to jump off, and that's what vertigo is all about. Or, I don't know, vertigo is not the phrase, but just that, that fear that people feel when they, they can't go near the edge of the balcony. They feel like I'm, I'm only a couple quick born identity moves from just yes, and I know exactly what they are because I'm afraid of heights. Um, people, they, they, everybody is has become obsessed with fucking children. We are well, looking at children now and going like, oh, I wonder if anyone thinks I'd like to fuck that kid. That, that's the end result, isn't it? That's why it's that's why it's the, the 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 it's there's something so satanic about the fact that. The reason we all know about child fuckers is not because there's some organization that really wants to get the news of child fuckers out into the world. The reason we know about child fuckers is that people tend to stay through the commercial break to find out about the child fucker. So I there's would, something yeah. Well that's an, that's a really dark thing when you realize that every time a child gets fucked then it sells a certain amount of iPhones yeah. or cars. Yeah. So like, there's like a profit. They, the the profit of like big of corporations increases every time a child is fucked. There's a direct profit <laughs> increase that happens. That's where it gets like if someone came up to you on a wall, if you're walking down the sidewalk and a guy comes up to you and is like, hey, do you want to hear this story about a child that got raped and fucked? And you're like, yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> And he's like, okay, great, but let me tell you about the new iPhone before I tell you. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? It's <laughs> so dark. But that's what the news does every single night. Oh, it's, that's their function. Yeah. But it is, and so, I mean, the big question is, and it's not a rhetorical question because I don't know, because it's, it, I was raised in the 70s, so lots of stuff has changed. The population of the planet has doubled. Um, is there actually more of this going on? Don't know. I think, you know, I, 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 I was hoping maybe somebody in the audience would go like, I, I am a, uh, a child fuck statistician. Uh, it's, it's increased 200%. But I would even then say, it's like, well, okay, it increased 200%. So did the population. But it's, a, it's bad to fuck kids now. Like Socrates. When, when Socrates it's as bad as like, ever. Uh, no, it used to be okay. Socrates was like a legendary child fucker, right? Like that was a, like if you read like... 
if you read some of Socrates' writings, uh, he's like talks about like there's some terrible. It's free on Kindle. I remember like stumbling <laughs> upon it, but it's like really spooky because it's like Socrates like talking like trying to seduce like a 14 year old boy. It's like a process of like. Yeah. So I, I think that's why they gave him a uh, hemlock. I think that's why they killed him is because he was constantly fucking kids, and mm. and it used to be okay, but it used to be okay. Like now it's bad. But it used to be okay, uh, guys. I I didn't invent this. It's I I do think that like it was an okay thing at one point. I make a five stars. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> can you, can you tell me about these Japanese robots you were telling me about? Yes, very excited about this. Uh, next uh, next year, they're they're releasing like the first consumer based uh, rope like humanoid robot that has like it, it has hands. I, I the videos I've seen, it mostly just seems to like dance and stuff, but it it has it has like a thumb and hands that seem to work really well. Which means that it theoretically is going to be able to like go to your refrigerator, bring you a a beer. Uh, stab you to death in the night <laughs> if someone hacks it. Yeah. But yeah, these are coming out next year. It's like the very first wave of uh, robots that are going to uh, in- inhabit our homes within the next 20 years. When you go to someone's house, if they don't have a robot, it'll be the same thing as like not having a refrigerator. Or a VCR in the 80s. Yeah. Like, you yeah. go over to your friend's house, and it's like, oh, there's a, you know... Your, my remote has a cord on it that goes to the TV. Mine doesn't, nerd. And so little kids will be going over, the fucking plastic dude will come out, hello, Steve. That's it. Want, yeah. a, want a beer? Uh, and, it, and it'll do it all fucked up, but everybody will be like, I'm gonna robot. Does it, does it, does it seem, is it like, now that, now that we've gotten to the bottom of the pedophilia thing and how, <laughs> that like, like, so part of the, like, like this self-destructive impulse we have, doesn't it seem like we're in a, race against ourselves to create enough technology that we can finally get mad like 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 aren't we like don't we, we, we all the movies that we write are about how fucked up it is that computers are smarter than us and how right. they're going to take over one day but every dollar we spend <laughs> including on those movies, but more importantly, way more than on those movies we spend on all these devices and all these things at the, the, the like, we're really, we really want, and this includes me, uh, I, I, you want like artificial intelligence to happen. Well, yeah, it's a, there, I just read this very creepy thought experiment. I wish I could remember the name of it. It's somebody's basilisk is the name of the thought experiment. But the idea is that, did, did someone know this? Did you guys read this blog? Someone said that. Roscoe's Basilisk? It's such a, it sounds like the best country song ever. Are you saying that into your muffled hands because you, because you could. Oh, okay. Well, well I, I, so you don't want you, you don't want to come up and be the Roscoe's Basilisk a, a, no, expert. I mean, I, I'd, I'd really love to, but um. I bet you be, I bet you know more about it than I do, and I started talking about it in front of a room full yeah. of people. <laughs> but it, what if we gave you an out and said you're not supposed to know about all this, and we just wanted to make I a have, new friend? I have no idea what's talking about. Or what we're talking about? Oh, okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Right. The thought experiment is that, but if you look at the direction that uh, technology is going, you can see that there's a kind of 
uh, inevitable uh, birth of a sentient, super intelligent cyborg computer AI that will be so much more advanced than us that we uh, react to it in the same way like dogs re or yeah. react to us. So you could see that that's where it's going. You know, there's a, a lot of... I'll see that's where it's going. That's a lot. Kurzweil, you know, he talks about this. Like a lot of like really, really smart people, they they don't say it's if it might happen. They're just like, well... There, I just watched a documentary today on Hulu about and, and this uh, professor who, who's died now, but who worked at MIT and one of, was one of the first people to build a computer. And he was talking about how exciting that was to build a computer before a computer existed. He was saying that when, when you're working on a project, as a as, as a, we all are, as a technician, <laughs> you think of the end result of the project. And you imagine that the final end result of the project, if someone gave you a button that you could press and the, the, the thing would never have happened, would you, if you would press that button, you should never work on the project. And he was saying that in relation to having witnessed where AI is going after his help in creating computers and recognizing that they were gonna, their robots are going to turn into these super advanced military death machines. He wished that he'd never started working on this stuff at all. So it's really creepy when you see he's not saying, will these things take over the world? He's saying, I wish I hadn't been a part of these things taking over the world. <laughs> and that's creepy. <laughs> So, so the bas this Roscoe's basilisk or whatever it is, the idea is that because these things are so advanced and, and they represent a point in the future where our intelligence is so much eclipsed by these massively advanced things, they're planning their evolution through us. Mm -hmm. And the basilisk is that the more you help its evolution growing through you, the more you are rewarded, which is why all these Bill Gates and Google, Twitter, and anyone involved in this connective technology is being rewarded with massive amounts of money because this super intelligence is sort of operating through time and space <laughs> and drawing them into its final existence. That's the thought experiment. Experiment. It's drinking in our, our, our souls. Yeah, that's it. Sorry, somebody, is somebody calling out in the back? I was saying the algorithms are learning. That's, uh, mm -hmm. that's what the Roscoe's Basilisk is. But our children aren't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, True, someone in the back said our algorithms are learning, which sat, and I, I detected a cautiousness in her voice, and then a disgusted man in the front said, but our children aren't, <laughs> which I think is the two sides of the issue. It's like... <laughs> Fuck us as a species. Like we've we, we had enough. Uh, the the, the uh, I, but there, there, that, that, there's the one mitigating issue, which is like, what if this is like we we have eyeglasses, we have alphabets, we have clothing, we have we have things that children are born into that are not they're not. Uh, we didn't modify our DNA to improve our species. We didn't. We, you know, kids aren't born with less. Uh, uh, propensity for diabetes just because we've figured out how to balance it with insulin and yet we've evolved because people whose lives we've saved the condition of our, their lives we've improved they can continue to reproduce so there's a there's a there's another factor there it's like as human beings we have halted genetic evolution so we ensure as hell better increase mimetic evolution we have to for the sake of our own survival uh, create a different way for us to evolve because we're so in love with ourselves and each other and such compassionate creatures 
creatures that were certainly not going to play Darwin's game anymore on a grand enough scale right. to be in the cosmos on schedule uh, because we fuck up the planet every uh, you know with, with every every uh, you know man hour of work we put into the future. Right. Uh, it, it's like we it's like this video game where it's like we got to get off this thing. We think and let it heal itself at least before it kills us all. Well, yeah, we think that's the funny thing is like we think that we're we the, our actions are based on some kind of free will. But like if you've ever seen those videos of the weird fungus that gets into the crickets and the crickets <laughs> no, want... definitely yeah. Have well, you seen uh, those how, videos? How, how, about, how about a video of a 3-year-old being better at an iPad than a 40-year-old? Like, right. like that's all you need to see. But, like this thing's going to uh, But like, Dan, you know the video you've seen the videos of the yeah, parasitic yeah, the fungus that, yeah. that gets into the crickets or the the ant and the ant goes into the swimming they, they're drawn to water and the reason they're drawn to water is because the parasite inside of them explodes out of them and likes to swim in the water yeah. so in the same way or if the an ones alien that crawl up because they want to be up top so they can it. rain fungus down on their that's side of the it. so yeah. we all think the way an alien comes to planet earth is a silver ship we think the way the alien comes is some like thing based on our technology but maybe the alien's just a fungus maybe it's like the earth is spinning around the sun it went through some kind of cosmic fungus that infected our brains and made us think like well, man cool. let's build a computer that'll be a great idea we'll build a computer and then we'll build robots and then as we continue to build these and you're like why are you building this stuff you're like I don't know it's fucking cool right <laughs> well that cosmic fungus is called RNA and, yes. and, and, it's, and it's the planet that's the, that's the organism that's being infested so we're, we're on the winning side we're the fungus let's like, because we're just in a stage of life. We make computers. Computers are our babies. We can be proud of them. They're, they're going to kill us, but yes. we're, but it's part of us. I don't Anyways. think they're going to kill us. I, I was just, I, I think they're going to like treat us the way we treat dogs. Like, I think the first super advanced robots are just going to like comb our hair, massage us, <laughs> rub oil into we'll us. we'll tell them to, and we'll think that that's, yeah. we'll think that, they're, we're, that we're like, oh man, good computer. And it's like <laughs> rubbing us, and it's like, wait, this is what I do to my dog. Too late! <laughs> like oh it's protecting us and owning us and charting us and oh it's taking us to a special place and weighing us and putting it yeah. it's just making sure we don't have worms in our ears this is we have nailed this technology wait a minute um, well this, this it seems a crime to not be having this conversation without uh, wait um, that was a lot of negative stacked up it seems a crime to be having this conversation without Spencer Crittenden Sorry if I caught you by surprise. Uh, you know, memetic evolution. Yeah. That's what I like to do in my spare time. Really? No, I don't know. I was looking up that basilisk thing. Uh, Bas it's, it's basilisk or? Basilisk. Yeah, that's as in the like Rocket, a dragon? Yeah. The lizard that turns you to stone. Yeah. Not a dragon. Come on. <laughs> oh, is the idea that, it, that that technology will freeze us in our progress? Well, so from what can... I read, it was it was called Rocco's Basilisk, and it said that uh, there's essentially a hundred percent chance, or like that, a super powerful AI will come into existence, and because it will, it'll kill everyone that didn't help make it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it presupposes that. Uh, Killing you means what it means by killing you is killing a simulation of you in order to find out how to best save you. And simulations of you are no different than you in the real world, which I don't think 
follows. I don't think that makes sense, so fuck it. <laughs> All right. All right, what else we got going on here? <laughs> Con- continuing our technology episode. Uh, aw, Aaron just texted. She loves me. What'd she say? Oh, you she just told us. She loves me. Yeah. Not enough to be here, but she loves me. <laughs> it's her friend's birthday. Uh, the uh, uh, animal screens. <laughs> like a dog door? <laughs> nope. My dog and my cat can watch TV with me now. Because it's a different frame rate or something. Adam, stop with the sarcastic uh, attempts at applaud. If they don't want to applaud, it means it's thoughtful. (laughs) Do you know Adam Goldberg? Yes. Okay. Hi, Adam. (laughs) Didn't they say the air conditioning got fixed in here? What's that? Yeah, they said that. Yeah. How's that matching up with your data? Um, It doesn't feel conditioned. Uh. You know what I just saw on Reddit? Really smart. AC when you're alive, refrigeration when you're dead. When you're alive, this is called air conditioning. But when you're a corpse, they call it refrigeration. But it's essentially you're complaining about the refrigeration, not the AC. What's a fan in that instance, though? I don't know. I've never put a fan on a dead body. It probably it doesn't help, I it's imagine. A, it's more of a smell maker. <laughs> yeah, it blows the smell. Why would dead people complain about refrigeration? <laughs> or anything? They Peace. wouldn't. Live people might complain about them. You know, like, it's spoiled. I just want to say, I think, like, well, okay, so, like... If, you, if, you're, if there's an expert in, in this group uh, uh, that can speak to this, uh, we're going to bring you up because I, I don't want to just babble about this and be wrong and have a bunch of people tweet me. But here's, how, here's what I understand. I'm going to dump everything in my head out into the uh, table. Uh, it, cathode ray tube televisions, uh, when you film them, like sometimes there's that flicker that, that fly off into your face. It's a little bit of vodka. It's a little... <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the, the cats and dogs, when they watch those old TVs, the tube TVs, they basically couldn't see shit on them. It would just look like when you put a video camera on a TV, both, but unless you sync to the frame rate with special equipment, you, you're seeing what a cat or a dog would see, which is just like a raster beam, just nothing. Now these uh, HD TVs, uh, because of the frame rate, the res- I don't know what the fuck. My dog, I, I, I just like sit with my dog and I just like bring up YouTube videos of puppies and the dog just sits there, freaks out. <laughs> it tries to look behind the wall for the, for the dogs. It, it, it loves horses, it loves uh, other dogs. Then, we, then Aaron took a video of the dog, put it up on the screen and the dog re- had a meltdown. <laughs> Also, the cat, like the cat at one point, we were watching kitten videos and the cat just started watching and it was like, this never happened. I've had cats my whole life. But what changed is these uh, screens. It's, they're uh, all our little uh, species. We all have different models of camera in our eye and they all operate at different frame rates. And uh, I I believe that what's happened now that we're not really paying attention to is the fact that for the first time in our lives, our pets are watching television with us. Which was a joke in Scrooge, but like it's this is it's a real thing now. 
Yeah, it's very, it's really weird to think that as we are approaching the singularity, our pets are also approaching the singularity. <laughs> that they might pick up the mantle. <laughs> that they could become like, like, yeah, their dog would be like lifting a torch to an old cave painting of us showing it TV. <laughs> Uh, it, 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 didn't you say what were you saying to me about the Planet of the Apes thing they were, they were going to take chimpanzees to see the Planet of the Apes no I, no, I didn't say that but yeah they said you, oh that was, that was that Alex yeah he said right. that they brought some chimps to watch Planet of the Apes and they hated it or they were <laughs> they thought it had third act problems <laughs> I don't know. It got, got convoluted, that story. I think there's so much more that, but, but it's probably also true. Uh, oh, oh, shit. We got to bring up... Okay, hey, is Neil Berkeley here? Neil, are you in the back? Come on up, Neil Berkeley. Yeah. I just did my own magic trick. Uh, I'm bringing up Neil because, as some of you know... I, I get that jump sensation, by the way. My whole life, I've been deathly afraid of heights. Oh yeah, because every time I step near, go near a ledge or dream about uh, a high place, I always jump off. Yeah, or I don't, I float over. Something levitates me over the. Edge. I don't float. I plummet to the concrete, <laughs> oh, really? and then I wake up. Yeah, I no, wake I, up I, as I hit the concrete. And no one's. I, I always say I don't want to go up there. I get a jump sensation. Everyone makes fun of you and says that's stupid. Why are you saying that? You're not going to jump off. But I, I, I swear every time I'm on a high mean, place. I mean, how many? Like, what is it? Eight muscle contortions in the right combination could take you over the railing of a, of a, of a, a fancy up. hotel. Like, wow. like, 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 have you ever gone into a, a wedding reception and just been moved to boogie? <laughs> Are you totally in control of what's going on? Or do you just go with it? And what if, what if like one misfire and you just go with the right combination? Like, wow! <laughs> People do it in their sleep. Yeah, the, the, I've had one panic attack my entire life, and it was in Vancouver. There's this giant bridge that connects an island, and I got halfway through, and I started sprinting to the other side because I was so. I, got, I bought a pack of cigarettes and like a six pack of beer because I was so <laughs> like it scared the shit out of me. I thought I was gonna jump off the side. The the cigarettes and the beer were to show to the bridge that to you calm, no, to, were to just calm. there to shop. <laughs> yeah, to calm down, I, I was so, I was so I was shaking. I was so freaked out. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Well, you know, there, there's a very spooky thing uh, where they've been trying to understand where free will is in the brain, and it seems like an action is determined a few milliseconds before you decide to make the action. Yes. So that's really creepy to think that if you're at the edge of a building, your brain is just like, you know what? Let's get over. Let's get out of this dimension. Right. This fucking sucks. And then you're like, my mom molested me. <laughs> it, it took this bridge to make me realize it. Um, yeah. Excuse me, I'm burping. It's my cheat days. I've been drinking beer instead of vodka today. Uh, you may have noticed a lighter tone to the show. <laughs> Uh, 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 something with better taste, perhaps a little less filling. Uh, and only 64 calories. <laughs> so, Neil, uh, you directed a movie about me and yes. what a bad person I am and how I went out on the road and continued to be a bad person and failed to ever become a good person. Harmontown. Yes. 
Uh, and people are scrambling to see it, and the re- re- reviews are good. The reviews have been good. People and uh, crowds have loved it. What's crazy, though, is the first time we shot here, we had a tripod uh, halfway through this room with no one in the back, and now it would block like 100 people. Um, yeah, don't credit yourself. It's the Yahoo deal. No. <laughs> I just I just want to make sure it's not. I was, that's not what I was. Okay, doing. it's always I'm what saying, I do. It was a congratulations always. to you. Okay, thank you, thank you. Congratulations to your movie. The I never know. I know it's the summer. They're college kids. It's like the 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 summer. It fills up like a heart, and then whoosh, fall. It flushes them out into the world with all kinds of bad thoughts about how to live their lives. <laughs> Suck it in, push it out. They all flood to the rest of the country and ruin it. Um, in a good way, though, so we can go to the moon. and uh, the, 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 uh, It got bought by the Orchard uh, Company. Talk about the... Yes, the Orchard's this company that uh, called us up and said they want to put the movie out. So on September 26th here in Los Angeles, the world will get to see the movie where it's going to be at CineFamily. Uh, and then... And then... Many, many theaters after that. And, oh, we're going to do a, a day and date thing. So on the very day it comes out in theaters, it'll be on the Internet. So go to harmontown.com and uh, sign up for mailing lists. So we're going to do a pre-order where you can get that and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, but, yeah, it's happening. The movie's finally coming out. I know it took a little while. But yeah. I apologize for that. Not your fault. Yeah. Probably mine. Uh, maybe if I had had a three-act uh, story in my behavior. No, I, 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 I didn't come here tonight uh, to do to planning on doing this. I knew you were going to announce it, but I'm glad I'm here because I, I don't people realize how little we knew each other when we first talked about doing this movie. Um, and you asked me the other day. I still don't know you. Well, <laughs> a little bit. But I, I think we have, <laughs> you know, I fished for crawdads and had a similar upbringing. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, um, but uh, no. You asked me the other day if it was if it was uh, different than my first experience. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And and I I will say yes. It's it's much bigger. There's more people, and I'm really really proud of this movie. I think it's a really good movie, not just for the people in this room or people that know Dan. I think people can get something out of it. And uh, I I I, I want to say thank you for letting me do it. I, I don't know if I've ever said that because I'm not good at like gratitude or uh, emotions. <laughs> but I do want to say thank you for letting me do it and trusting uh, honesty and letting me do because I know there were ups and downs and low points and uh, even the making of the of the finishing of the movie. But uh, thank you so much. Well, my motive was uh, my motive was all narcissism and also I could profit if the movie's good. But while while, <laughs> while you're at it, it's a good time. It, it hadn't occurred to me. I, uh, everyone listening to the podcast right now, so many of them came out to all the cities when you're making the movie. And the big thing about the movie that really sticks a knife in your ribcage is inexplicably, almost inexplicably, uh, just images of faces. And it's uh, just like interviews with every fan who, you know, Harmontown fans that showed up for all these shows. They're, they lay themselves bare on camera for no money. They sign a release form, and that, you know, they flooded their humanity into your movie. If it was just about me trying to figure out where my where I put my red solo cup down, uh, <laughs> not not such a not such a heartstring puller. Uh, but uh, so thank you to all of you guys in, in Brooklyn and Austin and Phoenix and fucking uh, 140 people. We interviewed 140 Harmontown fans around, and a bunch of them <clears throat> right back there in the green room. I, I, you know, yeah, they, I love when I first came to the show. I was like, man, there's something going on here. Let's let's explain why these people are in this room. Let's talk about that, and yeah. let's have them tell us. So, 
Yeah, you were driven by your unanswerable question, why do these people like Dan Harmon? <laughs> as you so flagrantly uh, discussed in the, uh, in the media before, as you introduce the movie every time, every screening I'm at, at you, you go, I wanted to know why they liked him. <laughs> I, can't, I couldn't figure it out, but in the process, I discovered some wonderful people <laughs> set against the backdrop of an asshole. Enjoy. My next movie will hopefully be about someone that I, I can understand why people like them. Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm doing my bit where I play the victim. I'm, I'm cha-ching. This movie's going to be great. Uh, anything else? No, that's it. Thank you. All right. Neil Harmontown.com. Thank you. Harmontown.com. What a show. What a show. Great show. Who needs what Jeff Davis? Show. Who needs great Jeff Davis? Show. Not me, that's for sure. <laughs> it's great. So you guys... <laughs> I'm, re I'm really hesitant to enter this segment of the show, but you guys were talking to me about Magic the Gathering earlier. The best. <laughs> The best. Yeah, I've I recently started playing. I I took a uh, probably a fifteen at least a fifteen year forty. 20. I spent a long time not playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> but I when I when I was much younger. I used to play it all the time. I had one of those like white boxes, one of those white rectangular boxes with your cards organized according to color. It was so fun. I would play it all the time. I was so deeply addicted to it. It mixes so well with LSD and any kind of like, it does. It's like a very psychedelic game. It's really fun and dark, evil. It's an evil game. You feel like, am I wrong that it seems evil when you play it? It's, it seemed uh, evil. It makes you fight with your dearest friend. Oh, you yeah, think yeah. about, yeah. So A lot of games are like that. Though. They're yeah, like catchphrase. They, I feel that way about yeah, catchphrase. I called my mom the C word <laughs> playing catchphrase. <laughs> no, magic. I think that. I seriously did. Uh, it was uh, they came to visit LA and they had just met Aaron for the first time and Aaron's like, "Let's play catchphrase," and I'm like, getting my mom to try to say a word and I'm like, "No, it's a fucking, it's a yellow guy. He eats dots. He's got a mouth. He lives in a world that's named after him. It's from the '80s." I put away. Yeah. And, and then and then it like it beeps and I was like, "You fucking cat!" Like I call and then just silence over the room and then my mom was like, "Ah." Like, Aaron was like, I don't know what I'm experiencing. And my mom was like, he's just frustrated. No, I, you know, I, uh, I, I grew, I went to high school and junior high school in the Bible Belt. So, like, I, I got to have, like, some serious Christian indoctrination. And there's something fun when you're playing magic where it does feel like if there were... Satanists in the world and they wanted to infect the world with some dark thing it would be magic the gathering it's fun to play and imagine you're falling into the spell of some diabolic thing but it really is like uh, you know it's like when you listen to Burzum have you ever listened to Burzum you know Burzum is He's like, what's cool about Burzum is... I think that's the uh, street that my Uber driver thought he was... 
Take me to no Burzum, Norwegian death metal. He really killed people. He's like not just like heavy metal. He's actually a murderer. Like in the in the same way that like when you're listening to N.W.A., you get to fantasize like they really kill people. Like these are murderers yeah. rapping. Bur- Burzum is like a Norwegian death metal artist who I think. W- so help me out of here. So didn't even. I have no idea. Thank you. He killed his fucking drummer. What? That's a true musician. <laughs> like when you're listening to him, you're like, this is an actual rock and roll master. <laughs> so, 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 so when you buy his second CD, it's just there's no drums and it's just these brilliant songs that are the insight into a man who needed to work alone. <laughs> I needed space. <laughs> Sorry if the rhythm isn't kept. I needed space. The constant banging drove me nuts. I'm am- Are you aware Killed of no- how cool Norwegian death metal is? Do you know about this at all? Well, I know. Is Black that- metal? Do you know anything when about I was a- it? When I, was a f- when I was 15, I was really into this band Manowar. <laughs> Uh, is that is that I don't know what country they're from, but they were like fucking yeah. The the the, the cool thing about I mean I've observed Norway yeah there was this there's this thing I guess it's still a thing the, the the actually the scorpions were they were, were they, you know no not the scorpions they, no, they, they, English these, was their second language right these were Satanists who were not just like content with being like Satanists, they were roaming through Europe setting churches on fire. Like they were- No, igni- I was, I was, I'm sorry, I just want to clarify. I was drawing a, a larger point, a cultural point where it's like America creates this silly thing called like, that's largely like driven by capitalism, which is like, we're, we're heavy metal. We love, and, then, and then the songs are like, you gonna rock. You gotta rock so hard. I don't care if you don't rock hard. <laughs> don't talk to me, cause I'm gonna cut your head off. And then, and then it gets exported to foreign right. countries, and it's like this adorable, amazing thing happens where European or East European like heavy metal bands, they're like. For, they take us at face value. <laughs> They're like, we heard, we heard right. the importance of metal, and we believe it. And they, they make metal more important. They're way right. more metal than any American metal band ever. There's like a right. million of these bands. That's what. I, that's all I say. Right. The Scorpions are kind of like that. The, I see what you're saying. The, yeah, like an infected. It infected Norway somehow, and they became evil. But I don't think that's what happened. I think that a dark energy rose up from the ground and possessed these people. And like, one, it's true, they're fucked up, man. Like, what, like the the cover of one of their albums is from one of them walk coming home, and like one of their guitarist or one of the musicians has blown his brains out. In the, in the house, and they're like, "Oh, this is the great. This is the next album cover. Let's take a picture of this." And then, then that's what I'm talking about. He yeah. took. They took one of the skull fragments from his brain, from his like just blasted head, and like he would wear it on stage as a necklace when Jesus. he was playing. Yeah. That's rock and roll, friend. Well, it's, that's it's metal. Tr- it's metal. For it's, sure. it's pretty dark. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty dark. So in the same way, when you're playing Magic: The Gathering. <laughs> You feel that potential. You feel like if you came home from work and your girlfriend had killed herself, that you might make a new card out of her blood? Or... 
uh, I haven't played it. I've played now. What I, I've played like um, apps like on the iPad yeah, uh, that, like, that simulate these games that were being invented when I was uh, a tyke. Um, <laughs> the reason why I have I, I don't I don't I don't get it is because when I was a kid, there was actual role playing, which was a big deal. You get your graph paper and your pencils and it, everything's gritty and it was the nerds version of fucking gangsta culture. It was like <laughs> you're not supposed to understand it. Fuck, it's supposed to intimidate you. It's supposed to feel dense and impenetrable. If anyone looks over your shoulder while you're drawing something, you're supposed to go like, "You psycho." Yeah, that's right, motherfucker. <laughs> Because that's my, I'm designing a spell. <laughs> and it's level three, you know, and it's like, I'm researching dungeons, and the text is like so tiny, you can't read it with eyes younger than 15. <laughs> and it just like, just like, it was just like, it was the heyday. It was like, there, the internet was barely uh, existent, and I just like, I would go to gym class and sit in a corner and close my eyes and meditate about dungeons, and every once in a while a ball would hit me in the head. <laughs> And, but it was worth it because the gym teacher was like, all right, C. Because if I give you an F, then I got to figure out how to fix you. <laughs> C, get out of here. You're weird. Um, uh, you, sit, you sit in the corner and get hit in the head with a ball. Maybe that'll be a sport one day. Um, the, 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 the grittiness. and the, So the cards, it's like, to me, I'm 41. I'm like, cards? Man, fuck gotta, that shit. That's, when, that's when my little tiny voice comes out. I say, fuck it. You gotta get past it, man. Yeah. You have to because it's... it's well, because since then I've become addicted to iPad games where I'm a waitress waiting tables. You'd, you'd think I would like be less of a snob about how I spend my time. What here's the, here's one thing people don't realize about Magic the Gathering, and the fact that I've said that in my life means that I should move out of the country and become a monk to Norway. But maybe so. But one one thing that you can, that's that's interesting about the game is you can really express yourself through the deck you construct and the cards that you play, you can really create a deck that is so vicious and cunty and awful that it's actually evil. Like you can really create evil. Like you have, I have, but it's I have gotten in the worst fights of my life with but it, my but, girlfriend. But it's expressed playing. through a, through this card beats this card or this card doesn't. And that's, yeah, that's but you I, picked the cards. <laughs> you decided that you wanted this deck to slowly remove your opponent's cards, to slowly like disintegrate your opponent's hopes, to like create like bad, bad results that involve argument after argument. You made that thing. Like you brought that darkness into the world. It's really fun. You can't do that with other games. It's like a hundred times worse than Monopoly. Like any, yeah, any Monopoly fight up. you've gotten in, it pales. This is like, this is it's the musket versus Hiroshima compared to like how <laughs> awful this game is. It's great. Uh, so, alright. I don't think I've ever gotten in a real like argument with someone playing Magic. Then you don't care about Magic! <laughs> No, you just know the rules. Like, really when you don't understand the rules, that's where the fights happen. I really do. It's a cool game, though. 
It's like 12 angry men when I'm playing because here it's like I don't know the rules enough so it just comes down to like am I able to like argue well enough that they accept the rules? Like I'm, I've been wrong several times when you Google it. It's like just I've been completely wrong about the way it works but it's a complicated game. You do need you need someone there to, to mediate the, the, the rules because it is very complicated. It's tough. All right. It's 9-11, so it's time to bring up uh, w- w- one of my writers, Osama Alex Rubens. In anticipation of uh, having to play D&D, we need, we need manpower. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, so we, wor- we worked today on, uh, on your draft of Rick and Morty. Yep. Look at these guys. They love it. They har- harmonized it. Yeah. Uh, do you enjoy working for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very much. It seems like it must be magical. <laughs> <laughs> when, like, a week into working with you on Community, you brought me up on stage here, and I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think it's because I get, I get in my head in a way that's, that occasionally, like the dogs looking at the frame rate on the TV, where it is perfectly incompatible with your head. <laughs> Because I'm a shimmering beacon of yeah. writing knowledge. Yeah. Even though you went to way more college than me. Yeah. So this is how I get my revenge. <laughs> everybody that's good at, that, that, that got good get grades in gym, everybody that went to Harvard, everybody that, everybody, they're all beneath me. Yeah. I, they all work for me. The so problem I, that I always have when talking to you in a public forum or uh, is that... Um, the, the 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 candor that you bring to a, a situation like this makes me feel like I should speak my mind in this like completely fluid way. What do you, what do you think the worst thing that would happen uh, would be if you did that? I know exactly what it, what it is because because it there's a conflict of interest. And the conflict of interest is that I care about how I look. <laughs> and, no, I don't. I, no, no, no. I see. I understand how you that's just not read boo-worthy. that statement. That's a heroic confession. Yeah. No, I care. I care about how I look, and I'm and and I'm a big I'm a big Harmon fan. So speaking candidly about that makes me seem like a kiss ass because you're my boss, right? I mean, like literally, you're my boss. But what's the most shameful thing you've ever done in your life? <laughs> I, or you're fired. I was just talking. My 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 wife. My, yeah. My uh, my wife had this very embarrassing experience just recently, uh, 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 and was and then wanted afterwards to like bond about like she's like let's talk about the most humiliating things that have ever happened to us. Like once when I was in seventh grade, this happened, and I started getting all stressed out, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized that um, I got. Dep- I mean, this is a sad story. <laughs> But, uh, you know, in, uh, I may have told you this already, but, you know, in, in the Avengers, the movie, um, when uh, the, uh, uh, Bruce Banner explains that his secret with... Um, have you seen it, Duncan? Uh, no, I haven't seen no. that. I haven't either. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right, well, there's, you, know, you know that Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk when he gets angry. Yes. And he can't control it. Yes. And it's this running thing throughout the movie that he's like, now I figured out how to control it. And they're like, what's your secret? And he's like, ah, I'll tell you later. And then when he tells Here, them... you want to drink? 
Oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Um, he he finally tells them uh, that like just as he's about to turn into the Hulk and punch some enormous like space worm, he's like, "Oh, I never told you my secret. It's that I'm always angry." And then he turns into the Hulk. Oh, I saw the Avengers. I remember that. <laughs> Well, uh, 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 that's that's how I am. But instead of with anger, it's with humiliation and shame. Me, 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 meaning that you feel humiliation, shame, or meaning that you would you would readily spout out something incredibly. No, it's that. Um, I think that in some ways I'm pr- I'm actually relatively immune to shame. Like I, I, I was having trouble thinking of times I've been embarrassed, but then I realized that at a certain point in my life, the embarrassment flooded over me so completely that I lived in a universe of embarrassment and that became the background and then no new embarrassment could penetrate. (laughs) And and then it became a game of making sure that anybody that comes near you knows that they're an embarrassment town. (laughs) That's how I started to think of it. It's like, halt, who goes there? (laughs) You don't have to put your gun down, but you 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 better know I shit my pants when I was three. Because you, I don't want you making fun of me. Yeah. If you do, you'll be hacked because I did it first. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that's my that's my worst. I, that's where I'm the craziest. Is that I have to. Uh, I'm so. I'm like ruthless. There's a lyric in um, uh, I think an of Montreal song that he was like, if if I did to anyone else what I do to myself, I would be in jail or something like that. And that's wow. how I feel because I'm so mean to myself. And it's because. If anyone in this room could say something mean about me that I haven't already thought of, I would right. die. Yeah, exactly. So I have to be. Yeah, like, you gotta shoot me through a hole I already yeah. created, or there, there it's gonna certain, hurt yeah. bad. There are certain things I hope that you don't notice about me, but if you do, I'll be like, ah, fuck, they figured it out. I got, a, I got, I was on Reddit once, and there was some guy. There, people were having a conversation about me. Because they do that. They do. And, uh, and, 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 the, and this was like back before I like, I just I got to go away from Reddit, not because it's bad, because it's, it's great and I can't, I can't handle it. I have no it. Reddit experience. Uh, but, but like there was some conversation on Reddit that was going, <laughs> somebody, you know, they're talking about me. They don't know I'm listening. They don't want me to be listening. They want to talk about me as if I'm like, you know, it's like yeah. a part of this show that they're, they're just talking casually about it. They got 900 other things in their lives. But I'm reading it and I'm fucking like, what do people think about me? <laughs> and, uh, and somebody was like, like, uh, yeah, well, as long as he doesn't have another alcoholic meltdown. Uh, and and, and I, I, like, re- re- signed in, and it was like, citations needed. <laughs> citations needed. And, and, and I kept on, and then I was on this jag, where I was, like, like, I was, like, scouring these threads, and I was like, anytime, it was like, just Wikipedia, like, what if this was up? Fucking citations, dude. What are you talking about? And then, and, then, and then the funny thing that would happen is when I would do that, people would go, oh, well, uh, huh, huh, uh, Mr. Harmon, uh, yes, well, uh, yeah. uh, here's my citation. And it was a valid one. It was a quote from me in, like, Wired Magazine. Like, yeah, I had an alcoholic meltdown, or right? so, like, like whatever. It was like, it'd always be me. And 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 the, and the and the weird thing is, like, I had this thing. I was like, I had this emotional response that it was like, is when the when that would come up, and they would go, "No, I'm getting that from the Hollywood Reporter." And they said this and that. You did this interview, and uh, and, and I would go, I really, for one of them, I responded, you know, with what was the honest epiphany that I had, which was. Oh, good. I just really need to know that I'm the person spreading bad news about me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really need it to be me. Wasn't it? Wasn't it, it, was, it was, Control it, was, freak. Wasn't it you who was just... Was it 
Sorry, um, I I think it was you just saying this like today. <laughs> it was a long day. Um, about I don't repeat myself. Okay. <laughs> no, what? What are you doing? I'm really embarrassed that my, my apparently my brain doesn't work anymore because I think this was you talking about how you don't want to be. Uh, uh, no, no, it's, I think it's my friend Raza. He was talking about how he doesn't want to be murdered um, by. Well, he he was saying he'd much rather. Who was fucking saying? Oh, my friend Kevin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The rest of this, the rest of everything I say is going to be me trying to figure out who said this. No, he was saying that like he, he doesn't care if um, he, he he'd rather not, it was Roller. <laughs> it was Matt Roller. It was a hundred percent Matt Roller. I'm hundred percent sure. Right. He was saying if he got murdered, he would rather that the person be an idiot who just happened to murder him than that it be a genius. Who like he's like I don't want to be part of somebody's plan. Wow. Yeah. He was like he was like and he was wow. and I was like oh so you don't want to feel bested like you don't want to like open your safe and there's a bomb in there and you're like oh fuck and then it blows up. But but he was like no but he's like also though I don't want there to be people a shooting in a bank so that they can rob the museum and I get killed in the bank. Right. He doesn't want to be insignificant. He doesn't want to be a pawn. Yeah, yeah. That's so fucking fascinating. Isn't that interesting? And so uncharacteristically honest for Roller. That's amazing. Well, Roller's fascinating. Yeah. If I love that idea, though. I love that idea of the accidental murder versus the intentional murder. Because it's like, to get back to the, the, the point of the show, which is the conflict between Israel and Palestine... <laughs> Which, by the way, I hear is bo- is uh, simmering up. It's simmering up, Fred. But it is interesting how they, their defenses, uh, when Hamas attacks Israel and want, and they want to kill people, it's an intentional thing. Like when they kill kids, a suicide bomber has wandered into a cafe and has looked around and been like, "All right, there's like 15 kids here. Let's let's do it. We're going to explode everybody around me." But when Israel kills kids, it's like. That was a fucking accident, man. We didn't mean to do it. And somehow the accidental nature makes what they're doing less severe than the uh, intentional nature. But it's really kind of even worse. Like if you're like a clumsy being wandering through the world, like constantly killing kids, (laughs) that's fucked up. If like Israel was some giant that's like, I don't mean to do it, but the kids just keep dying. That's a fucked up giant. That's like you should stop walking around, man. In, in this, in that harmonious spirit of candor, I was just talking to my friend Raza, who I mentioned earlier, and this was Raza, about how I have complete. I now, I, I'm not. I'm I'm a, a Jewish person who's not uh, super in love with Israel. I think Israel's uh, anyway. But no, we can well, edit but, that out later. Right. If you no, want. no, no, no. It's fine. fine. But no. Well, the reason that maybe you should edit it out is that uh, as as I, as I learned in my more. Uh, provocative days when I used to get in arguments with everybody. It's an extremely like controversial. Like you, it, people feel very strongly. You've never encountered anything like it ever before in your life. It's yeah. It's ins- I mean, I and because of that, I've gotten to a place where I'm like, I, I'm out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even reading the news about it because and, and to be and, and to be and and. and, and that fucking riddles me with yeah. guilt. Because I'm, no. like, I'm like, I said I'm out, and I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. There's this guy who tweeted I, something. I got out because I was involved. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I got I got out because 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 it might 
somehow splash on me, uh, yeah. which is the worst. That's reason terrible. To get out of it. Why you can't do that? You know, I tweeted. Uh, I tweeted this dumb, That's like, true. simple thing about how you shouldn't kill kids. Yeah. And pretty soon, somebody said it was just a. It wasn't like it wasn't based on any geography or religion. It was just like you know, too bad. Like in the uh, Ten Commandments, they didn't say you shouldn't kill kids. Yeah. That was the tweet. And somebody really quickly was like, "Why do you hate Israel?" Yeah. Well, which is very revealing up. in its own. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's really dark that that's like that Israel is. If you say yeah. don't kill kids, people are like, man, but, you must hate well, the Jews. Well, like something happened in the, you know, NBC had this reporter and he was out with reporters and he was he saw these kids and a bomb fell on these kids and blew them up. The guy was real close. And then he was talking about it on the news like one might if they saw a bunch of kids explode 20 feet away. And he got pulled by his... Oh, yeah. uh, company of out of is. the industry you got that's pulled. insane if you saw that happen wouldn't you talk about it but you know you know yes you have I, to i, I, I don't feel this, like that's a political stance i've, I've got even, this theory you know? i think i tweeted this and spencer favorited it that like nine out of nine out of yeah. ten times when when there's passionate disagreement i think people are having two different conversations and i think that people who would be outraged by what we're saying and be like oh shit they're nazis their attitude would be their like I mean, this is not my attitude by the way but i think their attitude would be like the way we would feel if like a child murderer like was gonna murder a child and then he got yelled at by the cops and was like cops man they're always fucking like telling you what to do and you're like <laughs> yes but yeah. you're a child murderer and from the perspective of the hardcore israel people which again i am not i think they're like you cannot criticize Israel. You cannot, and it's right. because if you do, Holocaust too. Right. I'll give the. Oh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, I, and, I, I, and that's I, part I, of what oh, let's all be drives reasonable. me nuts let's about all, it. Let's all hold, let's all hold people to a higher standard, and blah 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 and blah they're blah. Like, and they're no. like, we've been through this, motherfucker. Right. And, and it's very very passionate shit. Yeah. I can defend is. I, I read a great article defending what they're doing, and 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 uh, that the, the argument is this. The idea is that. Uh, so their argument is, here we are, this peaceful place, and there are these terrorists who keep shooting missiles into our yeah. country. That's how, and yeah. we have this like advanced missile shield, but every one of the missiles we use to shoot down their missiles is, is like fifty dollars or $100,000. It's very expensive. Sure, no one's dying over here, but if we didn't have this missile shield, all of our many, right. many people would be dying. So there are, their argument is this. Hamas, terrorist organization that has said its number one goal is the complete destruction of Israel. And their strategy is to um, to uh, make it so that their weapon stores are placed underneath hospitals, underneath like the homes of families, so that if Israel tries to get rid of their weapons, they end up killing kids, and then that makes the world turn against Israel. So Israel is saying, don't you get it? Hamas is or is like orchestrating this entire situation so that it looks like we're killing kids when really all we're trying to do is get rid of weapons. Whereas the Palestinians' argument is, actually, we're, we're stuck in this shitty, shitty situation where we can't leave when we want to leave, 
we there, there there's people in Palestine who watch Disney movies and Nickelodeon and they just want to have a normal life but because they're sur- it's like basically if you lived in Atwater Village and <laughs> and like somebody and, and and you were at war with Hollywood and there were like people in Atwater Village who would launch missiles into Hollywood and every time that happened Hollywood would fly over and blow up half of Atwater Village that's the situation it's a really dark shitty shitty place I just think that the where you have to land and all the complication is just don't kill babies like if you can avoid yeah, killing babies I, I, that's I would the, agree with don't kill babies yeah. that's it like that's the inarguable thing right oh, just, except if the conversation is about abortion well no like yeah in that case obviously let your freak flag fly yeah I, I have a weird conundrum because I'm going out tonight <laughs> I, um, I don't want to steer the conversation or were you going to talk about this uh, same situation you know I was gonna, I was going to try to put a little ribbon on it which well, uh, is a brilliant idea for me <laughs> like, I just, I'm, I'm going to put a ribbon on the uh, on the fucking Middle East conflict well, <laughs> you know it's a weird situation I don't know you know there's no right answer but <laughs> this is the worst um, you, I have a similar conundrum that's like okay this has always been weighing on me and I keep asking people about it it's very similar it's not similar but um, if you walk into a bathroom and, the, and you saw cupcakes like, would you eat them? Where, where are they? What do you mean if you saw cupcakes? Like, uh, they're, they're, they're on that counter thing that the sink's on, probably. Are they in a, in a plastic, uh, you know, case that's closed? Uh, they're in a plastic case, but it's not closed. What drugs are you on? None, none. I don't, I don't, I don't want a metagame, but are the cupcakes Gaza? <laughs> I, it's not really, I guess, not very much like that conundrum. But it's been burning within my heart. Wait, well, no, we'll continue with this thought experiment. Well, that's it. That's, I mean, oh, what would you, you guys do? You guys are asking more questions. Wait, what, did, would, did would you, you, would you eat them? <laughs> no, I would, I would not eat cupcakes that oh. I found in a bathroom. What about you guys? Homemade or store-bought? Homemade or store-bought? Uh, you couldn't tell. They look really well-made. <laughs> Wait, are we playing Dungeons & Dragons right now? <laughs> this is just I don't know I used to be super germaphobic yeah. and OCD and I've mostly conquered it and and and, and the, it's a nice bathroom though well but but I realized part of the reason I conquered it is I realized it was irrational and, and it, it was one day I, I'm really proud of the story I'm bragging right now I saw a quarter on the ground in New York City and I was like I shouldn't pick it up because who knows it could have been like it could have been in shit or piss or you know but then I was like the difference between that quarter and the quarters in my pocket right is that I know that one was on the floor and then I'm like, if I pick this quarter up right now and put it in my pocket and it mixed in with the other quarters, I wouldn't know which was which. And I'm like, it's all, you know, so with the, with the cupcakes, no, I, I, I wouldn't eat them in the What bathroom. if you had a sack of cupcakes already and you didn't know where they were from? <laughs> well, I, my, I'm going to take, I, my, my serious answer to your question yeah. is that in intellectually uh-huh. I feel that I should be willing to eat the cupcakes and I wish I would but I'm probably too neurotic okay good what about you Duncan I wouldn't eat the cupcakes yeah. 
But I, would. That's the I wish I was that kind of. I wish I were you. Because yeah. I think that a realized being, an actualized being, an Alan Watts level, Ram Dass type being would be like, I'm eating the cupcakes. Wait, did Spencer say he would eat the cupcakes? Yeah, I think that like an awakened being, I think Christ would eat the cupcakes. <laughs> but why would he? I mean, is he hungry? Well, or, I mean, I for me, that's it's the thing like. I don't understand. Like, well, what's the worst case scenario, the right? Are you delicious, die. Cyanide? Right? That's the, yeah, exactly. That's awesome. You got killed because you ate a cupcake. <laughs> Bathroom. Right. Like, then let's let's step it up from there. You get really sick. You almost die. You have to spend a lot of money. Like, that's an insane story. You can make a Kickstarter off of that. Like, right. You know, getting better. That's you're sick. That's still an awesome story. Like, every part of this equation is great. Nancy Grace would squirt if she found out that somebody died from cupcake poisoning. She would never stop talking oh, about God, the death cupcakes that they placed in the bar. This this does, in a weird way, loop back around to your disturbing uh, pedophilia conversation from earlier. In I that the so. original question was, has society changed, or have we just gotten more hysterical about it? And as speaking as a former germaphobe, recovered germaphobe, one of the things I realized also is that where do you draw the line? There's the illusion of security. This this also 9/11 helped with this, uh, but um, uh, but but I I used help, to helped with the illusion or help? no no helped with uh, recognizing that it is an illusion. Uh. I, in a public restroom, used to be, and this is still sort of true, if there's no paper towel that I can open the door with, I'm like, okay, how often are they cleaning the fucking door handle in the bathroom? You open the door with a paper towel? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Why but I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Wait, how Smart. many people here do that? Smart. I'll tell you why. Wow. I'll tell you, you why. You're the guys. You're why. Every once in a while, I go yeah. to the bathroom. Here's the funny thing. When I exit a bathroom, and there's like a little wad of, of paper towel wrapped around the inside Oh, that's not knob. me. That's, that's not me. That's fucking gross. That's not me. And that's what I'm to do with germs. No, well, <laughs> but I think I think I'm wrong, and the reason I think I'm wrong, and all of you people who clapped at me are wrong, <laughs> is that is that the logic is okay. I don't touch the the, the flusher and then I wash my hands and then I touch a thing that people who didn't wash their hands touched with their ass hands, and I'm like, why did I even bother washing my hands? But then I'm like, I walk out. And I shake people's hands, right. and they didn't wash their I hands. You live in the uh, world, and it's open air. I, that's what, that was confused me. Like I love, I, I wish I was Howard Hughes, and I want, I, I fantasize about having that germophobia because I'm like, oh, that must make you a genius. Uh, <laughs> but I ju- it just doesn't hold up to my logic. Like, I, I'm I, like, 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 like he's washing his hands, and it's like, give me a break. Like, I just I, was looking at old. I, I uh, this is crazy too. But I saved my f- Twitter favorites from like years ago, and I was looking at old Twitter favorites from like 2010 and 2011, and I saw one from you that I had favorited, and you. Said something like, um, uh, like, 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 you could never be grossed out by a public restroom because you have the luxury of being disgusting yourself, or something. Like that. <laughs> it was something like that. I thought it was. Uh, well, if I, I, I'm saying it wrong, so yeah. I, well, I don't know. I could. I mean, to me, a public restroom is the the value of it is so much higher. Which is, no matter what's going on in your life, like if you if you go into a public restroom and pull your pants down and sit. <laughs> Like, no one, including almost God, is allowed to tell you that you're supposed to be doing anything else. <laughs> like, you can almost, like, it, it, it's like, like, like ah, I'm uncomfortable here. I, I, I just, I don't like this bar. It's too loud. I, blah, blah, blah. As, as long as they have a place where you can, you can go and just go through the motions of pooping, <laughs> then that's, like, you can just reset before it overwhelms you. <laughs> And, and and the idea of being afraid of germs and taking that away from my life is like like the the value add is not good. Like 
kill me by germ then. Like, well, yeah. I think you're right because the the odds that you're actually something's gonna. Uh, I had a shrink who once who asked me. He was like, "What are you? What are you exactly afraid of, of catching from a door handle in the bathroom?" And I was like, uh, "Diseases." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "No, well, what diseases?" And I'm like, ah, "I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, like like." Uh, and I realized it's not even that I have a German mind. I'm just sort of like there might be stuff. Right. Well, you know what's worse, man. You've heard the the studies they've done about the ice inside the ice machines oh, and, and res- like there's like uh, so much shit somehow in those machines. Like there, it's weird because they say there's more shit inside an ice machine at a McDonald's there than there is on a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a toilet seat, there's nothing. There's nothing on a toilet seat. Yeah, but somehow, how does it get into the ice machine at McDonald's? It's on your fucking hands because you wipe your ass. There's shit on your hands. Shit, shit doesn't work in jerks. But you don't wipe your shit ass with a McDonald's shit. ice machine. Like, where is the... Yeah, how, like, where, where, there's no shit on the toilet seats. How's it getting into the machine? Like, where's the... In the our hands are what we use to manipulate the world they are the shoes of our bodies. <laughs> if, if, if we're going to love each other and we're going to hold hands and forgive each other and hug each other and shake hands and feed each other things and, and, and make each other food, we're going to have to accept that we're eating each other's shit. <laughs> and that's not, that's not like, it's like a certain amount of that stuff will make you sick. I mean, yeah. E. coli. Well, step one of the quarter you. thing, you know, the, my recovery, step one was that quarter and step two was being like, Every once in a while, people will be like, you know that every time you have eaten shit in a restaurant. Everywhere, and, and spiders and, and bugs yeah. and everything. And usually when you tell people that, their reaction is like, oh, no. And my reaction is like, oh, well, then it's okay to eat shit. You know the thing? <laughs> it, is, it is kind of okay to eat shit. Like, you could probably reasonably, like, take a bar of shit and, and take a snow a piercer bite out of it. A snow piercer bar of fucking shit. And and I'm like you you got a pretty good chance of surviving like like your your natural instincts are gonna make you go because you're not supposed to eat your own shit that's not gonna help you I, elephants I, elephants do because there's so much grass in their shit that elephant shit is not toxic to elephants that's why everybody thinks they're so you know they're so lucky to get a shot of an elephant sticking its trunk up another elephant's ass pulling a turd out putting it in its own mouth that's what. That's what that's what mammals vegetarian mammals Wait, do. Wait, they do that all the time? Yeah, they I thought break, that was they, a video of like they a break down the cellulose it, it slowly in stages. So, if you're if you're if you're a vegetarian mammal and you don't eat your own shit, you're an idiot. <laughs> because that's dessert. That's like that's like not dessert. That's well, like fucking yeah. that's how you survive. Per that like per, 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 protecting kids kind of like we have to be terrified all the time of the in that same vein. Uh 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 uh, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> the thing that put me off of germ phobia, like, if, in case, like before I could ever acquire it in my adulthood, was remembering in biology learning that uh, the surface of our skin is literally covered shoulder to shoulder with bugs. Like, like we, we, we were made out of uh, little things who just hang out on top of us. And the reason why they're so important is because if they move, there's a parking spot open for somebody that might fuck us up. <laughs> right. And, and we, we walk around with just, we're just, we're just fucking draped in it's terrifying in it's like an mites. HP Lovecraft level existence where but it's great that's, that's great it's though. terrible to imagine that you're constantly 
being infected but it's those are you're demons. not infected they they love it and 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 they're on you and then they they live their lives and they're most importantly like they have achieved something that humanity can't which is a perfect society <laughs> that, there's never a little Lakers game on your elbow that explodes into riots. <laughs> There's no G4 conference. <laughs> like, like, like they figured it out long ago. Right. Like we were born into it. They land on us and they they hang out on us. And uh, I mean, you know when a thing that doesn't belong there lands on you—a mosquito, a flea—fuck those yeah. things. Those are the enemy. Yeah. Uh, but, but then but, you end up like shitting your stomach out, like the Ebola outbreak in Africa right but now. But that's not your little friends all over you. Those are the bad ones. That's what I had, I'm saying. Those I, I are the had, bad things. Like you get a bad thing in your body through someone else's poop. I think th- I, I love what you're saying. I want to respect the little. Too. I want to respect the little friends. But it is terrifying to think that at every moment there's a legion of microscopic demons <laughs> waiting for one of your little friends to take a nap. But the, but the opposite viewpoint is a beautiful thing, which is that if you're like, okay, I'm covered in demons, then that means I'm looking at demons wrong because they're not doing anything bad. That's what John Wayne Gacy said right before they arrested him. <laughs> All right, we better prepare to play D&D because we're... Well, uh, yeah, you're, oh. you're here and these guys are here, but they don't know what's up with the D&D. Is this going to make sense? Oh, man. This I is mean, not the time to get snobby. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I could do it. I'll do whatever anyone wants me to. Make it so. Let's I just watched it. my first episode of The Next Generation last you night. Really Make think, it so. You really think there's there's such a thing as as any random configuration we could assemble that would be worse than what we usually have uh, in terms of playing D&D? It's a fair point. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. But 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 if there's another reason you don't want to do it, like you're tired, you don't feel like no, it. No, no, I have it all planned out. It's just these guys don't know where we're at. You don't. Do know I get where to play at. Kumail's character? Uh, I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah. There's can all I, sorts of I, things. Can I can I share what you said to me earlier? Yes. Today? <laughs> uh, maybe this is. I I have not listened to the last like thirty Harmon Towns. He's so working maybe, on the shows uh, yeah, you love. Yeah, maybe this is. Yeah, maybe I don't drive that far because I work near where I live and I, and I have a wife. And but um uh 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 uh. So maybe this has already been established on Harmontown. Right. But Duncan was talking about how when I was like, oh, I might have to do D and D. Like I don't know how to do that. I'm saying he was like, oh, here's the trick. If you get somebody else's character, de- deform him and and and, and maim him. Like, <laughs> take take Kumail. He's like, I cut off Kumail's dick. I did. Do I get to play his character again? Well, is that going to eclipse our adventure? No, I won't do it again. (laughs) Did it come back, though? No, it's still gone. Okay. What do you think? I think it's fine. I mean, I thought maybe we could just try something else, but you know, well, we what could would do you like to try? Just like some random shit. I what don't do you know. mean? Who knows, man? Oh, you don't have any ideas? Well, I mean, you you do the thing where you DM and it's all random. So you, you want know? me to DM? I I don't know. I just thought we could try something. What are you saying? Side quest. Oh, what does that mean in this context, though? Yeah. Because there's do no. They use our characters in side quest with them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, something like that. Exactly. It's like a side quest. Elseworlds. With the same characters? You guys figure it out. Crowdsourcing. 
origin stories? Yes! Um, okay, so then, yeah, I'll give you the regular characters and we'll go into origin stories. Great. That sounds, that sounds so dumb. All right. Well, this is what happens when you crowdsource ideas. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, if we had, like, three hours, yeah. Well, someone else come up with an idea. Let's keep going. All right, let's keep this up. Dream sequence of dream what? Sequence. Whose dream sequence? Okay. Ice T's dream sequence. We got Ice Dream Ice T's dream sequence. That doesn't that's not. That's just two three words. Ice I, you do Ice T, right? Why don't you have an Ice D Ice T dream and I'll dungeon master it after you establish things? Okay. Does that make any sense? So I play Ice-T, and then these guys play my Entourage? However you want to do it. Okay. So, and and then, because they won't have character sheets, I'll just tell you what their stats are. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll set the stage, and then I'll take it I feel like you're trying to protect Kamel's character from me. (laughs) I want to play the regular game. I don't want to go into Ice T's dream. Let's go into what's happening in the next game. I'm here. He's got a point. He's got a point. Let's let's dispense the. All right, let's do it. I'm Where sorry. are we? Well, let's see, this is exactly the problem. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but we never know where we are either. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. Let me let me hold up. Let me get this out. I have it all prepared. I didn't know that none of you would be here. None of us. That yeah. was, it was street talk. Street talk. Someone do something funny. Or we could do it. We could do a. We could do an improvised uh, role-playing game where, from what you know of the three of us, you dungeon master an adventure in which the three of us go on an adventure, and you you improvise dungeon mastering it. Uh huh. And we don't. We don't have character sheets. We just tell you what we do. Just be yourself. Just give me. One minute with Kamel's character. <laughs> Again, I don't want to make that decision. I like both of those ideas. Someone else decide. You decide. This is your town. You're in a room with Kumail's body in the middle Let's do of. Price is right. Price is right. Unkind. Price is right. Style. What? What? A... That's that sounds bad. Uh, uh, nobody's, These okay. aren't ideas. Kamel's <laughs> character goes to use the bathroom wherever you are. Everyone has to pee in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like a. No- <laughs> and there are cupcakes. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm making the call. Yeah, that's what I asked for. Me, Alex Rubens, and Duncan Trussell are right. waking up. Uh, you're, you're dungeon master yeah. for our characters. You okay. put us where you want us, right. and we're. I think this is good. We're gonna do like a jazz, <laughs> great, open-ended. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Dan Harmon, his employee Alex Rubens, and Krista Berg, the human rogue. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> are all standing. Well, then let's just play the regular game. <laughs> Well, it's a side quest. It oh, count. okay, okay. So is it like a what-if Marvel comic? Sure. Or? Okay, all right. But it lasts into the next game. What happens, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let's play the regular game. No. God damn it. I right. like this game. All right, side quest, side quest. Yeah, this is... 
Okay. Find your, you find yourselves, the three guys I mentioned before, Dan Harmon, famed writer, Alex, Ruzi, Alex Rubens, rising upstart, and Chris DeBerg, the human rogue, find themselves in the back room of Meltdown Comics, where a Paul Rubens show was just held. It was so exciting that the, uh, the demigod himself, Paul Rubens, made an appearance, but left left something of grave importance and you must return it to him. You find yourselves with Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, Bowtie. Okay. And a list that says where his house is. Wait, is the bowtie the object we have to return to? Yes! Okay, okay. I, I, I don't understand what's happening. You're I, right I, here! You're Krista Burke! No, I'm, I'm saying as Krista Burke, I'm, I'm having an anxiety attack. It's like worse than there's lights I don't understand. The air is wrong. Uh, everything sounds wrong. The, the air smells sick to me. And, and all I can think about is I feel compelled to tear my eyeballs out to stop this nightmare. No, stop. It's okay. It's okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't know where... I was just with my friends. Suddenly I'm in some kind of awful rectangular place there's people here and i don't i don't know what to do i i was this stereotypical cliche being and now i'm stuck in this awful place what do i do i don't know what do you do i find like i don't jack off because my penis is gone i find no, I look around. I, I, I'm just. I, I'm. I'm terrified. I'm freaking out. I, I look to you guys for comfort. I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's clearly if you suddenly you're in a, a new dimension, you're going to lose your mind. I'm. I'm hey, losing my mind right now. Listen, my my name's Dan Harmon. I am the creator of a lot of things that make a lot of people happy. <laughs> There's also a lot of things surrounding me on uh, the internet that would lead people to believe I'm a bad person. Uh, depends on how much. What you is Google. the internet? Sorry, sorry. Uh, I, 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 you are clearly not of this world. Please take it easy. What happened to my cock? <laughs> it maybe you. I don't know you, but maybe maybe it was never meant to be there. <laughs> Every everyone at Harmon Town is welcome. We have we, we've never judged anyone. We don't bully anybody mm. ever. <laughs> So, like, I found this bow tie. <laughs> and I think we should return it to Pee Wee Herman. That's too much for me. That's too much yeah. for me. Don't tear, well, don't tear out your eyes. No, I don't tear out my eyes, but I, I go to one of the, the, the Pee Wee Herman uh, portraits, uh, and I smash it with my hand. The glass shatters. And uh, because you've you've freaked me out so much, I don't even know why I'm doing it, but I start sawing off one of my nipples. <laughs> Grabbing a sharp piece of glass, you neatly slice off which one, the left or the right? The right. The right nipple. And then I eat it. I eat the nipple. No hope of healing. <laughs> that happens there's no hope of healing you guys see a man rip off his nipple and eat it okay i realize uh my character of dan Harmon realizes he has 11 minutes in this reality and, then, and I, I just bolt i bolt for the exit 
Which one, the front or the back? Uh, back. You bolt for the back exit and you see a man in a blue uniform. He's holding a broom and a cigarette. He's uh, blocking your way. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> he rolled. You bump into him and knock him over. I, I just keep going. Okay. He's gonna... like, hey, wait, but you're too fast. You're going down the street. You're on Sunset. There's traffic everywhere. I, I, uh, I, 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 I mean, is it someone else's turn? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, uh, you're we're... left with a man bleeding from his not nipple. Choosing between my allegiance to my boss and the maniac who just cut off his own nipple, I run after my boss. <laughs> You run after him, and uh, as you pass, the guy there's a guy in a blue uniform. He's getting to his feet. He's right in your path. I just bowl right through him. I just run right through him. All right. Well, that time, you try to bowl right into him, but he stays solid and stiff like a boulder. Motherfucker. And he rises to his feet, and he looks at you like, where the fuck are you going? Am I... You're bleeding in the room. So, no, I... As I, I as I mentioned, I eat I eat the nipple yeah. like a like a piece of popcorn. Throw it back in my mouth and I follow after them. You I follow after. You do, see this altercation happening between Alex Rubens and the Blue Man. Do I still have all my weapons? Uh, yeah, yeah. What are my weapons? You got you know daggers. You got a short bow. This is I, gonna be no problem. I pull my I pull my dagger okay. out of my sheath. Okay. And I place my left hand down on the sidewalk and I cut <laughs> I cut my thumb off. Right. Do you do anything after that? I eat the thumb so it can never be healed. <laughs> The guy in the blue, he, he stops everything he's doing and is like, what the fuck? And he just starts running. Dan Harmon, you see a guy in blue run past you into traffic. And he fuck gets him. hit by a car. Who's uh, a lift? I, uh, I run to the driver of that car. All right. You do that. He's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I go, what year is it? <laughs> It's 2011. Oh, shit. I haven't been fired. <laughs> do, do, do you know where Universal uh, is? Yeah. Okay, move over. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm running to the other side. Oh, okay. Do I, have, do I have a wallet? Yeah. Is there money in it? Yep. I take all the money and give it to him. Okay. I go, take me to NBC. He's like, I gotta wait for the police to come. No, you don't. I just killed a man. I just gave you so much money. Oh. I, I come running. I dive into the back of the cab. My, I, I'm bleeding. My nipples are, are spraying blood like a small... My nipple, my bleeding. And then in the cab, I, I hold uh, the dagger to the cab driver's neck and say, drive, drive, go wherever he wants to go. All right. All right, man. Just calm down. Just calm down. I'll drive. Can I get in the cab? Uh, yeah, if you chase after him, yeah. I chase after him. You also hop in. I think Dan's not in the car. What's that? Are you, you're not in the car right I now. I got right? into the passenger Oh, side. okay. So you're all in there, and you're all going to Universal? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> is, there, is, is there blood on the mustache? Uh, 
Wait, whose mustache? The mustache of the lift car. Oh, yeah. No, it was all internal bleeding. So, yeah. Wait, where's Universal? Is that the Paramount lot? I don't know. I want to say Lankershim. Okay. You see yourself. You see Lankershim. And it passes. He doesn't turn. You fucker. That's where NBC is. He, uh, he's like... How fast are we going? Oh, pretty fast. Like 35. I cut his throat. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, you cut his throat. You slice his throat, and he immediately, with his dying lifeblood plumping from his veins, he turns the wheel... Ah! <laughs> and it crashes right into a Starbucks coffee. What time is it? Uh, 4.32. PM or AM, dude? PM. So we smashed it. Okay, how are we? People are... You're fine. People are freaking out. Most everyone's running. There's just Starbucks baristas standing in amazement. I, I, I just start screaming, Tell them not to fire me! I... I <laughs> I swear to God, it's gonna go bad. So one of the baristas comes up towards you. He's like looking at you. He's wearing one of those green hats. He's like, hey, hey, man, are you guys okay? I grab him. <laughs> you, oh, wait, hold on. I gotta I make out with him. Like, oh, you can grab him from behind and let me make out with him. All right. You try to grab him, but he does some crazy judo move and you're on the floor before you know what's up. Whoa. You feel like maybe you shouldn't make out with him after that display. The barista? Yeah. <laughs> but not for wanting to. He's like, whoa, man, I was just trying to help you guys out. You destroyed a bunch of our property and I'm a fourth level black belt if that exists. <laughs> I have a question. What for Spencer? <laughs> I'm not probably not allowed to ask. Am I 2011 Alex or am I 2014 Alex in 2011? Um, what do you want to be? I'll do that. Then you're a 2014 Alex, just to shake things up. Yeah. Fucking time. Do I have time travel abilities? Well, I mean, you, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Not that you're aware of. Well, I, I, I mean, I asked these guys, like, do you want to get out of here and go to some other year? <laughs> what? We can't travel. Like, can we travel out of here like that? Who knows, man? I mean, I know what. what the reason I'm asking is just out of politeness, because I was going to say, like, let's fucking get out of here and go to some other year, but I don't want to do that if you guys don't want to. <laughs> why, why, why can you time travel? Well, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. I'm from tw the year 2014, and I just found out it's the year 2011, and I'm like, that. I'm extrapolating from that. I mean, it's possible that I was sent here, but I'm like, maybe I have the ability to travel through time. As he's talking about time travel, I use my dagger to sever my other nipple, and I eat it. All right, that, that also happens. So uh, you vomit a little. It, it, the vomit I see, there's a bit of one of my nipples, and I eat that. All right, that happens. You don't vomit that time. I just run into the street, and I'm like, just don't. I'm sorry. Whatever I did, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, it's not like I created the show because I wanted it to be bad. <laughs> 
And honestly, it's counterproductive to experiment with the notion. <sighs> I, I, uh, I go up to Dan Harmon and I say, hey, I'm, I'm from the future. You get picked up again. You get rehired. And then you get hired on Yahoo, but it's a good thing. That sounds, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. No, 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 it's good. Because in the future, God, Netflix, has Netflix already blown up? I forget, in 2011. Yes. I don't yep. know. God, yeah. this sounds terrible. No, 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 it's not. It's a whole new world. It's 2011. I just want to be 30 Rock. That's all I want. 30 Rock's done, man. I like it. Oh, fuck. I stand on top of a car. I don't know what it is, but listening to them talk, I climb on top of a car. My shirt's off, blood geysering out of my recently cut off nipples, and I, and I scream out, what has happened to life that people care about this? And I stick out my tongue, and I'm about to cut off my tongue. I, but I run up, and I kiss him. I, I, I keep him from, cut, from uh, make out with him so he doesn't cut off his tongue. All right. I bound up the I bound up the hood and I and I lock eyes with him and I hold him by the shoulders and I go everything matters. <laughs> and then I just I just make out with him. I make out with Dan and weep at the same time. That that happens. <laughs> and I I start a, applauding. There's a there's a crane shot. There's a crane shot of that. Like a five million dollar crane shot takes us out of the city, and it zooms out, and it and it zooms further out, and it's a map of Los Angeles, a map of Southern California, map of the uh, Western Seaboard. You mean like a map with like labels on it, like it's a no, it's no, like no, okay. a tactical map, but not a satellite phone. And then we pull out from a screen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom Skerritt is watching. Oh. I thought you were going to say one of your dogs was watching. <laughs> Is that, that's the end of the show. Yay! <laughs> Thanks for coming. Special guest comptroller, Duncan Trussell. What a sport. Strange alien visitor, Alex Rubens. He's back again. He wrote the polygraph episode of Community, and uh, yeah, he'll do right by you. Uh, thank you, Zach. Thank you, uh, Dustin. Thank you, everybody back there in the booth. I don't know. Je Jeff usually does this. Maybe, maybe we want Jeff back, but no, we don't care. We're not going to acknowledge it. Uh, see you at the drawing room, probably. Right. Bye. Oh, thanks, Spencer.